No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Jeremiah, where Jeremiah prophesies against the nations beginning with Egypt. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon will strike Egypt, for this is the time of punishment, but Israel shall return. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 46 on Simply the Bible. When God first called Jeremiah to be a prophet, he said that he had ordained Jeremiah to be a prophet to the nations. The first 45 chapters of his book mainly deal with Jeremiah's prophetic ministry to Judah. In chapters 46 through 51, we are given Jeremiah's prophecies to the other nations surrounding Israel, beginning with Egypt. Now, Egypt had always been a significant nation relative to Israel from the time Abraham first went there during a famine. Of course, the children of Israel went to Egypt for 400 years, where they were also made slaves. But then God delivered them from Egyptian bondage by the hand of Moses. Nevertheless, there were those who wanted to go back to Egypt. During the time that Jeremiah prophesied, the kings of Judah sought the help of the Egyptians to stand against the Babylonians, but their help would prove to be worthless. After King Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem, the remnant of Jews living in Judah went to Egypt against the word of the Lord through Jeremiah. They thought that they would be safe there, but in reality, they were just jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire because God would soon bring King Nebuchadnezzar to invade Egypt. Now, in Scripture, Egypt is a type or a picture of this world. There is always the temptation to go back to the world or rely on the world whenever we face hardship. But the world will be condemned, and therefore, it is a vain hope for the people of God. Our only place of refuge is in the Lord himself and in the kingdom of heaven. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 46. The word of the Lord, which came to Jeremiah, the prophet, against the nations, against Egypt, concerning the army of Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, which was by the river Euphrates in Carchemish, and which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, defeated in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah. Pharaoh Necho led the Egyptians to Carchemish on the Euphrates River, where he battled the Assyrians and won. At the time, King Josiah of Judah attempted to help the Assyrians by making war against Pharaoh Necho. That turned out to be a disaster because Pharaoh Necho killed King Josiah. The year was 609 BC. Now, after building his fortification at Carchemish, Pharaoh Necho pulled out many of his troops, leaving Carchemish vulnerable. The Babylonians saw this as an opportunity and overwhelmed the Egyptians holding down the fort there. Pharaoh Necho then responded by attacking the Babylonians at Carchemish. And Jeremiah wrote this sometime after that famous battle, which occurred in 605 BC, when King Nebuchadnezzar defeated Pharaoh Necho. Verse 3, Order the buckler and shield and draw near to battle. Harness the horses and mount up, you horsemen. Stand forth with your helmets. Polish the spears. Put on the armor. Why have I seen them dismayed and turned back? Their mighty ones are beaten down. They have speedily fled and did not look back. 
For fear was all around, says the Lord. Do not let the swift flee away, nor the mighty man escape. They will stumble and fall toward the north by the river Euphrates. Jeremiah gives a very graphic description of this battle where the Egyptians fled before the Babylonians. Nebuchadnezzar vigorously pursued them so that none of the Egyptian troops returned to Egypt. Who is this coming up like a flood, whose waters move like rivers? Egypt rises up like a flood, and its waters move like the rivers. And he says, I will go up and cover the earth. I will destroy the city and its inhabitants. Come up, O horses, and rage, O chariots, and let the mighty men come forth. The Ethiopians and the Libyans who handle the shield, and the Lydians who handle the and bend the bow. Now this is a play on words because in those days the waters of the Nile would flood every year, creating the rich and fertile delta region of the Nile River. Likewise, Pharaoh Necho saw himself as flooding the other nations, including Babylon, covering the earth with Egyptian rule. But Necho was a legend in his own mind. In this battle, he hired mercenaries from Ethiopia, present-day southern Egypt, Sudan, and northern Ethiopia, and Libya, who carried shields as infantrymen, and then also soldiers from Lydia, the west coast of Asia Minor, who were skilled archers. For this is the day of the Lord, God of hosts, a day of vengeance, that he may avenge himself on his adversaries. The sword shall devour it shall be satiated and made drunk with their blood. For the Lord God of hosts has a sacrifice in the north country by the river Euphrates. This was the day of the Lord when he was turning the tide on Egypt's power and raising up King Nebuchadnezzar to rule over the nations in that part of the world. The sword devoured the Egyptians and they became, as it were, a sacrificial offering. It's important to note that God has a day of vengeance when he judges nations and no effort of man can dissuade him from his purpose or even save the nation except through repentance. I believe that as a nation we are experiencing God's hand of judgment because we have turned away from him and from his commandments to do what is right in our own eyes. My prayer is that we would humble ourselves as a nation, as a people, repent of our sins and seek the Lord with all our hearts in hope that he would relent from judgment, from the day of judgment. Go up to Gilead and take balm, O virgin, the daughter of Egypt. In vain, you will use many medicines. You shall not be cured. The nations have heard of your shame and your cry has filled the land. For the mighty man has stumbled against the mighty. They both have fallen together. Now, earlier, Jeremiah mentioned the balm of Gilead. This was a certain resin that was used medicinally, but it would be of no use to the Egyptians because there would be no cure for them. Instead, all the nations would hear of Egypt's shame. The word that the Lord spoke to Jeremiah the prophet, now Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, would come and strike the land of Egypt. So now Jeremiah looked forward to the Babylonian invasion of Egypt that would occur in 568 to 567 BC. Declare in Egypt and proclaim in Migdal, proclaim in Noph and in Tapanes, 
Say, stand fast and prepare yourselves, for the sword devours all around you. Why are your valiant men swept away? They did not stand, because the Lord drove them away. He made them fall. Yes, one fell upon another, and they said, Arise, let us go back to our own people and to the land of our nativity from the oppressing sword. They cried there, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is but a noise. He has passed by the appointed time. The mercenaries hired by the Egyptians would fall upon one another, and those surviving would run back to their native lands. They would cry that Pharaoh Necho was but a noise. In other words, he had a big mouth, but little strength. And Egypt was in its decline. As I live, says the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts, surely as Tabor is among the mountains and as Carmel by the sea, so he shall come. O you daughter dwelling in Egypt, prepare yourself to go into captivity, for Noph shall be waste and desolate without inhabitant. Both Mount Tabor and Mount Carmel stood out from their surroundings in Israel. In the same way, King Nebuchadnezzar would stand noticeably above the nations. Egypt would go into captivity and Noph, which is another name for Memphis, would be ruined without inhabitants. Egypt is a very pretty heifer, but destruction comes. It comes from the north. Also, her mercenaries are in her midst like fat bulls. For they also are turned back. They have fled away together. They do not stand, for the day of their calamity has come upon them. The time of their punishment, her noise, shall go like a serpent. For they shall march with an army and come against her with axes like those who chop wood. So the mercenaries hired by Egypt were like fat bulls that had been attracted to the heifer of Egypt. But in the time of calamity, they would turn back and not fulfill their duty. The Egyptians would be like serpents hissing and fleeing from those who were chopping down their forested habitation, namely the Babylonians. They shall cut down her forest, says the Lord, though it cannot be searched because they are innumerable and more numerous than grasshoppers, the daughter of Egypt shall be ashamed. She shall be delivered into the hand of the people of the north. Jeremiah compares the Babylonian army to a swarm of locusts that cannot be numbered. The daughter of Egypt would be abused and ashamed as often occurs to virgins in times of warfare. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says, Behold, I will bring punishment on Ammon of No and Pharaoh and Egypt with their gods and their kings, Pharaoh and those who trust in him. And I will deliver them into the hand of those who seek their lives, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and the hand of his servants. Afterward, it shall be inhabited as in the days of old, says the Lord. Ammon was the chief god of No, another name for Thebes. God was judging not only Egypt, but also her gods to show that he is the only true and living God, It is important for us to realize that Yahweh is sovereign over all the earth. And when he judges the world, he demonstrates that there are no other gods before him, nor any gods that can resist him. Oh, that the world would come to worship him. It is interesting that God promised to restore Egypt. 
This probably looks forward to Egypt's future during the millennial reign of Christ. But do not fear, O my servant Jacob, and do not be dismayed, O Israel, for behold, I will save you from afar and your offspring from the land of their captivity. Jacob shall return and have rest and be at ease. No one shall make him afraid. Do not fear, O Jacob, my servant, says the Lord, for I am with you, for I will make a complete end of all the nations to which I have driven you, but I will not make a complete end of you. I will rightly correct you, for I will not leave you wholly unpunished. Even in the midst of this declaration of judgment against Egypt, God speaks a word of comfort to Israel. In the future, God would save them. It is clear from these two verses that the Lord is not done with Israel. They are and will remain always his people, and he has a glorious future for them. God would make a complete end to many of the nations that troubled them, but he would not make a complete end of them. However, he would chasten them as a father disciplines his children. My prayer is that we would all consider God's dealings with his people so that we don't think more highly of ourselves than we ought. God is immutable, and he still judges the nations. When trouble comes, I pray that we don't make the mistake of fleeing to Egypt, that is, to the world, but that we, with childlike humility and repentance, would flee into the arms of our Lord Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where Jeremiah prophesies against Philistia and Moab. Pharaoh will flood the land of the Philistines, and the Moabites will be cut down and shamed. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.